a Google search of law enforcement leadership yields this definition. A good law enforcement leader should be able to inspire others in their unit by helping them understand their vision and motivating them to see it to fruition. They must also be able to communicate effectively and express empathy with their officers to develop deep bonds. Among the hundreds of training programs offered by the North Carolina Justice Academy, developing law enforcement leaders is of utmost importance. The Leadership Certificate Program is an opportunity for sworn and non-sworn criminal justice leaders to enhance the leadership skills that will help guide their agencies and communities toward a better future. The program is designed to broaden the way leaders think and act, thus strengthening relationships and levels of influence with those that they lead and serve. Turn around, I was driving down Quinn, and turn around, you're going to find him again. Hello, everyone. This is Kirk Puckett. On this episode of NCJA 1014, we are privileged to hear from Kevin Tingen, who is the coordinator of the Academy's leadership programs. And joining us are three of his graduates, Chief Robbie Walls from Dallas Police Department, Chief Kerry Jackson from the Dunn Police Department, and Chief Jeremy Humphreys of the Leland Police Department. Kevin, let's not waste any time. Get right into it and begin with you as coordinator of the programs. Give our listeners some descriptive information and, if you would, kind of hone in on what makes your programs stand out from other leadership programs. Thanks, Kurt. What really makes it stand out, probably more than anything, Kurt, is is cost. Uh, I think any agency that has uh, has tried to send their folks away for leadership training, especially for a very advanced leadership training, uh, usually comes with a pretty heavy price tag. We're very fortunate that through the academy, we're able to provide a uh, a level of training that I feel like is is just as as good as sometimes, if not better, than than some other programs. But without that real heavy cost that goes with it. This particular, the leadership certificate program comes at no cost at all as far as the cost of the program. There's always, you know, per diem, travel cost. Uh, there may be little little cost here and there that students will pick up as far as uh, as classroom needs or something. But um, it doesn't come with that thousands of dollars that you'd have to pay normally to go to uh, uh, an advanced leadership program. What's really cool about this one, I think, is that it has several elective options open to it. So you're you're not just stuck into one particular area that you have to uh, to deal with. Now there are core requirements of the program, one being the Leadership Institute, which is a 120 hour course. The overall program is 400 hours. So, but the 120 hour Leadership Institute is the primary core requirement which is something that we hold over, it's a three-week course, but we hold it over a three-month consecutive period so that, you know, we're not asking people to, to leave work and be gone for nearly a month. So they're they're having to commit about a week, a month for three months to it. And then there's another core program, a core requirement that uh, they would have to, to complete at least one of our 40-hour leadership courses, uh, something like leadership development for law enforcement managers, first-line leadership, even FTO counts as that. And recently, out west, Amber Burgess has uh, taken on the Chiefs Institute, which is a 40-hour course we do. I think Chief Walls went through that, and we count that as well as one of the core programs. But outside of that, you know, we've got any number of electives that people can take that will, you know, help them to reach that 400 hours. And every bit of it is is somehow focused on leadership. 
Now, not every course is specific to leadership, but everything everything that we ask about it is something that every criminal justice leader needs to know to really enhance their agency. Well, I want to kind of continue your thought process with just a little more depth. Like many other things in life, depending upon where you're standing, one might find differing definitions of success in programs like this. So how do you all measure success in the leadership program? I measure it basically three ways. One is in the number of students that are even interested in being enrolled in this program and being part of it. Since the fall of 2020, when we first started this program, so basically two and a half years ago, we've had 203 leaders who have signed up for the leadership certificate program. Uh, And out of that, even above that, we've had 132 who have signed up to go through the Leadership Institute course. And um, out of all those, we've had 93 who have already completed the 400-hour program, including our our three guests today. What's really cool to me about that is that when I go back and compare past programs, most people are aware that, you know, for 30 years, we had the MDP program here at the Academy, uh, the Management Development Program. Awesome program. Uh, I believe Carrie is is a graduate of that as well. The biggest issue we had there, it was a 10-month program. That was a huge, huge commitment to to send folks away. Now again, it was only one week a month, but it was ten months, and uh, and it was it was difficult to get a lot of folks through that. Uh, in fact, you know, I, I did some some ciphering on it, and uh, over thirty years, they were able to reach roughly about twenty people a year. So a little over six hundred people went through that program in thirty years. You know, we look back now with the Leadership Institute, we've had one hundred and thirty two people go through the Leadership Institute in two and a half years. And so uh, we're able to reach a broader spectrum of student, I think, and, and and reach out to agencies that just couldn't make that 10-month commitment before. And so that's been really good. Another way we measure success is looking at promotions that happen after people leave our program. Now, certainly, you know, people who are promoted into executive levels, it has mostly to do with them as individuals and who they are. But uh, we like to think that, you know, coming through this program, we're at least adding value to them that will help them as they're preparing to step into those executive roles. And so, uh, again, since 2020 or the fall of 2020, we've had eight people who have been promoted either to chief, deputy chief or chief deputy of a sheriff's office who have completed the program. And then we've had several chiefs, you know, Robbie Walls, one being one of them who have come through the program, who were already in those executive roles before they came through. And, and uh, we, we really like to, to feel like that's helping them into uh, enhancing their organizations as well. And then the third way that uh, we measure success is just through feedback from students. You know, just them coming to us and telling us, you know, this is what this program meant to me. This is what we got out of it. Uh, and when they bring us ideas of what can we do to make it better, uh, it, it gets it gets even more in depth for us. Well, with all that said, I don't care where you're standing in the state of North Carolina. I think we can easily say that it's successful. I don't care who you are. So you mentioned our guests, and I certainly want to turn the table now, Kevin, toward our three chiefs. And I'd like to hear from each of you about your personal experiences. And in particular, I think it's interesting to know what you learned and what was shared at your individual agencies as you came through the program. Chief Robbie Walsh from Dallas PD, how about you? 
biggest thing I got from this is, uh, like Kevin had said, I was a, a chief before I started the program. And once I started doing some digging into it, you know, it was really interesting to me. And I went to my town manager and I said, listen, I said, there's a program out there that I know can help sharpen some some things that I'm lacking in. Took that upon myself to do that. And, you know, just the experience of getting to, to meet the other classmates that, that I had by far would be something I'll never forget. I took something from each and every one of them. I took something, huge amount of stuff from all the instructors we had come in. And like I said, it exposed some weaknesses that I had that I didn't realize I had. It uh, taught me some things about leadership styles that I was, you know, needing some sharpening skills and, and some things sharpened up on. But I'm telling you, a program like this in our state, in my opinion, puts us higher up on the bar than any other states around. It shows that we are actively and aggressively pursuing to be the top leaders in our organization and funnel that down in our succession planning in our departments. You know, the stuff we bring back, I strongly feel like is, you know, the stuff we're getting from the, the training that we have, especially leadership stuff, is going to help us repair the next wave of leaders in our departments. Well, and that's certainly a credit to the academy for, for reaching out and creating a program like that. And it's, and it's great to hear your feedback. Chief Kerry Jackson from the Dunn Police Department. What about you? Yes, I'm going to kind of mirror what Chief Wall said as far as networking. That was a huge benefit for me when I entered the program as being able to network with other agencies, other leaders um, from other departments. And, you know, as leaders, we know what we need to do to, to make our departments effective and what we need to do in the community to enhance our, our roles. But one thing that really stood out to me and that really helped me improve was the lessons that were taught in community engagement and the impact um, that that has not only in your community, but also in your department. And it allows your officers to to get out in the community and actually see how they impacted the community by developing those partnerships and those relationships in the community. Another lesson that that I've learned um, a lot about was dealing with the media, media relations. Um, That's something I've done a lot of over the the last... uh, six months that I've been chief, and the importance of being transparent with the media and being honest about what's going on in your community is very important. So those are just a couple of things that really helped me, uh, benefited me in doing my job and, and doing it better. Jeremy Humphreys is chief of the Leland Police Department. Chief, what was your experience like? So my experience with the leadership program, you know, that both the chiefs have hit, hit some very important things here previous to me speaking, you know, networking by far and meeting other people from all over the state. And in some cases, Kevin would have to correct me on this, but I believe we've had at least one one from out of state that went through the program as well. And learning the different dynamics that, that occur across boundaries in all jurisdictions, you know, finding out hurdles and obstacles that, that others have, have had to cross and, and lessons learned that they can share inside of that networking that it's a breath of fresh air when, when you when you can bring that information back and figure out a, a, a way to tailor it to your agency need. You know, when you've got that resource that's there to you for folks that you, you have the endless possibility to reach out to that, that can aid you in their past experience. So that that's that's tremendous for for us um, here at the agency. And then two, going through the principles that, that are taught inside of this as well and getting a better understanding how we can take the lessons that are learned through the five principles and incorporate that back into your organization through modeling the way and inspiring a shared vision, challenging your process, enabling others to act and encouraging the heart. Taking those five principles and really having a, a, a deep dive into it in order to come back and really shape the culture of your organization. And I think the culture is one of the most important things inside 
that you can have in an organization because a, a bad culture you know inside your inside the walls or confines of your your agency it doesn't do anything except create pressures inside and turmoil and you know put us in positions where we really struggle as agencies in order to fill positions or or even look to try to get people to, to come in you know that, that goes to the you know, inspiring and a shared vision but those are some of the things for me that were important in order to, to bring back and help to continue that vision throughout our, our agency. Well, Chief Humphreys, you and Chief Jackson were both promoted to become agency heads after attending the Leadership Institute. I'd like to hear from you and talk about how the program helped you either in preparation, and, you, and both of you have kind of already touched on that just a little bit, but talk about the preparation or maybe even the promotional process itself. Chief Humphreys, I'll let you catch your breath and ask Chief Jackson to respond to those questions. Yes, as far as the process um, itself, you know, that's I spoke on earlier, we kind of know um, what the position entails, but what the Leadership Institute done was kind of polish my skills as far as knowing what the values I should hold as a leader should be and being a credible leader, you know, doing what you say you're going to do as a leader, being judged of your effectiveness, being judged by your, your peers and your subordinates based on your values. So I think the Leadership Institute allowed me to polish up those skills um, as, as a leader, uh, and it taught the importance of self-awareness as a leader. Chief Humphreys, I know there may be some overlap there, but talk about your process as, as you became an agency head and, and maybe how the Leadership Institute helped prepare you. For me, you know, our, our process, being able to be transparent to, to staff and them understanding what your thought process is, how, how you how you respond to organizational needs and being able to project that vision that you have um, to build that trust amongst uh, those that we serve uh, is, you know, highly important, even going through the process for, for us here. For me, uh, there was a tremendous amount of support from a lot of folks inside the organization when I when I began my my walk down this road. And um, even to the point that I, I had many that actually approached me um, through the process and um, even went to, to speak to others that were involved in in the decision making of that process just to let them know how they how they felt about it. And that in itself spoke volumes to me with what we bring back from the education that is provided in these sessions for the Leadership Institute. In the process itself, the tools that we're provided give us an opportunity to share with those that are making the decision to fill those top positions that helps paint that picture of them of what they're getting as far as a leader is concerned for that organization and why you are the best fit whenever they're looking for that individual to fill that position, to lead the organization in that top position for however many years that person's gonna gonna occupy that seat and and what all they can expect to come from the person that they're they're looking to select to, to fulfill those shoes. So that's what my my walk was as far as this goes. Um, it, it really helped to prepare me in the process to be able to, to paint that picture and help provide some ease in the decision-making process for leadership here within our organization. Well, you touched on something that I think that I've heard over my career as something that a lot of people forget about and use the words good fit. I think far too often people think about a police chief or a sheriff's job as internal. But that good fit really has to extend. It's more about making the internal workings work 
Yes, but there are those external audiences as well. There is your town council or your board of county commissioners. There is the community in general where you have to be out and different events. And I think you using that term good fit really kind of helps push what this program is all about. Giving you some great tools, but at the same time, helping you realize where you can fit in as an agency head. And for some reason, those two words just kind of jumped out at me. So thanks for bringing those up. So by contrast, Chief Robbie Walls from the Dallas Police Department had been an agency head for quite some time before attending the leadership program. So Chief, I think it's valuable to hear from you about what you would say to those already in a chief seat. So the the biggest thing I would say is uh, just because you're a chief, that doesn't mean that the training stops there. And that's the biggest thing that I look forward to is I didn't take that role thinking that, hey, I'm up at the top now. I don't have to do anything else because I've seen that happen before. To me, it's hard to lead from the front if you're going to sit in the back and you're not going to take on the training that you're expecting your officers to do. So the biggest thing for me that I took from this, it was being uncomfortable, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, taking the things that I thought I knew that I really didn't know. You know, I had a lot of those instructors that that brought some things out in class that, you know, I'd done a lot of self-reflection. I'd get back to my room and it really makes you think, you know, I thought I had it figured out, but I didn't. So you have to rediscover yourself. And then you have those those people there that can help you. And as long as as far as the networking, too, with the other people in classes, just because I was a chief and there wasn't any anyone else in there, a chief didn't mean that I still didn't reach out to them. I didn't lean on them or getting things to them because I took something from every one of my classmates. You know, we had to run a joke in our class. We had a, we had our own what we called the A team. It was a group of us, and that was our A team. And we we stuck together, and I bonded with them. And I'm gonna tell you what, you know, to this day, I'd do anything for them. Some of the team building exercises, it really makes you rely on that other person. You can't just be solely on your own. You can't do it by yourself. The biggest thing I gained out of this whole leadership program is there's no more of the I. When I got promoted, it was all about I made chief or, or, you know, I done this or I done that. And I even talked to my family about it when I got home is, you know, I dove fully into it as it's a we now. It's a we as a department. We, what we can do together. I'm going to be honest with you. My biggest thing that I keep pushing and I keep striving for is I want to surround myself with those great people around me so that I get lost in a shuffle and you don't really know who the leader is because I got so many people leading. So I don't want to be that one that stands out and they're like, yeah, that's the leader. Well, I want to be the leader, but I want people around me to lead as well. And I think if we all lead together, and that's what I think this program is doing for people, it's letting us prepare the next wave of people in our succession planning to be those leaders so that it can hit full all out and move our departments in the right direction for sure. And that is a great assessment as a leader and also of the program itself. Folks, our time has expired, and I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time out to talk about your experiences in the leadership program. Reintroduce you once again, Chief Robbie Walsh from the Dallas Police Department, Chief Kerry Jackson from Dunn, and Chief Jeremy Humphreys from the Leland Police Department. We've talked about the leadership program at the North Carolina Justice Academy as an opportunity for sworn and non-sworn criminal justice leaders to enhance the skills that will help them guide their agencies and communities toward a better future. You've heard three really great examples of that today. Kevin Tingen is the coordinator of the leadership program, and if you have any interest in it, you can contact him directly at the North Carolina Justice Academy. This concludes this episode of NCJA 1014. Until we join you again, please stay safe. 
NCJA 1014.